Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hello and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today we're welcoming to program author Donna Fletcher Crow, and she is the author of The Vanquishers of Tyranny of Patriots and Priests. Before I bring in today's guest, quick reminder that selected interviews are available on our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, as well as on TV in the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is simply The Author Show. Donna, how are you? Yeah, hello, Don. How nice to talk to you. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please. Thank you. Well, I'm here in Boise, Idaho, and I have been writing uh, probably longer than most of our listeners have been alive. I have about 50 books out on my website and on Amazon, uh, in the stores, and I love it. I love what I do. So tell us about your book. This book is my newest one out. It is called The Vanquishers of Tyranny, and it focuses on William Wallace and Robert the Bruce, who lead an often heartbreaking but ultimately triumphant struggle for Scotland's freedom. So the center of the story is 700 years ago in Scotland, but at the same time, we have three contemporary, uh, very adventurous young people following this spellbinding tale, and at the same time, seeking answers for their own lives and uh, seeking solutions to Scotland's oldest riddle, what is the Stone of Scone? Now, who did you write this book for specifically? Who's your target audience? Well, my primary readers are both men and women who are interested in history, especially, of course, British Celtic history In for this book. I always have a reader looking over my shoulder as I write. And in my mind, it is always the person who knows the most about the topic. And that keeps me striving for accuracy. Now, could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book? Oh, absolutely. Really, it, in all of my uh, historical books, because my stories are based in history, but I am writing about today. I firmly believe that technology changes, ideas change, fashions change, but people don't the basic human beings that we are, the issues that people struggled with hundreds of years ago are still there for us to learn from. Their challenges, their victories, their faith are all there to inspire us in our hard times today and for us to celebrate with in our good times. So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life? <laughs> well, that's dangerous, Don. You said single, and I do have two things uppermost in my mind. First, I hope that the lessons that one can learn from history will be valuable to readers in all times. But right now, when our opportunities to travel are so restricted, I find that 
one of the things so many of my readers find most helpful is my you are there style that puts the reader in the scene and lets them experience the action in person with all the lockdowns and the difficulties we all know what we've been through in recent months and many challenges still remaining. We need to get to another time and another place, if only vicariously. So escape in one word. Then second, I do have to say that politically, we are so fractured in this country and in most of the countries of the Western world. And from my book, we can see how people who were far more divided than we are have come together and built strong nations. If there's one thing history has taught me, it is that no matter how dark things look now, things have been worse. And people have always come through. We have always triumphed. And I think that people need that message right now. So, if you could compare the Celtic Cross series with any historical novels out there we might be familiar with, which one would it be? I would love to have my stories compared to the wonderful novels of Scotland's past that were written by Nigel Tranter in his long career. Tranter covered almost every aspect of Scotland's history and told the stories with absolute accuracy and riveting action that just absolutely sweeps the reader into the story. I would love to have mine uh, come up to that even in a small way. His books are wonderful. So, how did a girl raised on a farm in Idaho come to be known as the novelist of British history? <laughs> well, Don, I was an only child, as well as being on a farm in a small state. So I grew up quite isolated. My companion, besides my horse, were my books. I loved the tales of King Arthur and then later the novels of Jane Austen. And that background, plus identifying my own British heritage, has meant that I've been able to bring a lifetime of reading and daydreaming to my stories. I should also add that I grew up without television. And so I entertained myself by telling myself stories. I have been so fortunate to be able to follow my passion. And I truly hope that this passion carries through my characters and on to my readers. Now, isn't it true that the Celtic Cross series is based on two epics you wrote about 25 years ago? <laughs> oh, Don, that makes me sound as ancient as my historic characters. But uh, yes. I, that's exactly right. I followed Glastonbury, which is my Arthurian epic of British history, with the Fields of Bannockburn, which tells the story of the formation of Scotland as a nation. And then I carried that on with the Banks of the Boyne, which is the story of Scotland's struggle for peace. Well, those tomes had, and they are tomes, they're, I don't know, two or three inches thick had been out of print for many years, and of course they were never available in ebook format. So we are now redoing all of these stories in updated versions, making them available in print and electronically, so that a whole new generation of readers can hopefully enjoy the stories 
and learn from those who have gone before. Now, part one of this series is a story of how Scotland became a nation. Uh, that must be a pretty tangled tale, correct? Oh, very tangled indeed. As my modern characters soon discover, is I have three young people set out on a quest to find the answers to Scotland's oldest riddle. And it starts with St. Columba. His very name means Dove of Peace. But ironically, he was banished from Ireland for starting a terrible war there. And then in the next book, Kenneth MacAlpin, who was king of a very small tribe of Scots that were always warring with each other, is the first to grasp the importance of rising above tribal squabbles. And he forms the clans into a semblance of nationhood. Well, then, as you might guess, it takes a woman to civilize all of this. And we have Margaret, the refugee English princess who became queen of Scotland and a saint. And she brings refinement and manners to this rugged land. And then finally, we have the valiant William Wallace and then Robert the Bruce, who lead the nation to a costly but stirring victory and achieve nationhood. So you're going to have four books in Scotland's story and then Ireland. I mean, Ireland has to be worse than Scotland. Uh, how did you narrow all of this down to a manageable length? Oh, yes. My question in trying to narrow was the same as Mary and Gareth, my contemporary characters. Basically, why all this strife? When did it start? What does it mean? And focusing on Ireland, I began with the plantation of Ulster by this 1610. And from that point, the history itself dictated the structure of the stories. And the daily news set the pattern for Mary and Gareth. It was the only time in my life that I had to read the morning newspaper to find out what my characters were doing that day. Although, to use the term manageable length, I must say that is a relative term. The epic turned out to be 823 pages, so you can see that the advantage of the new edition in individual volumes is much more convenient for the reader. So what prompted you to choose to focus on Northern Ireland? I already indicated it was the first time in my life to write an historic novel based on the daily headlines. And at the time I was writing was the time when the ceasefire was announced that eventually led to ending the Troubles. Uh, the Troubles were 30 years of domestic warfare that that country had lived through. This led then to the Good Friday Accords, and all of that was in the daily news. So my contemporary characters go to Belfast to work in a reconciliation center. And this lets my readers truly experience the tension and the agony of that historic time, and yet understand the roots of it all by exploring the deeper history with Mary. Now, how many books will there be in the Celtic Cross series Part 2, Ireland? Well, as you said, it's a tangled tale, so it takes six books beginning in the 17th century and then on through today 
perhaps even a bit into the future because I do hold out a vision of real lasting peace. The books will cover the plantations, Cromwellian Ulster, the Ascendancy, the Union, the Great Famine, and the birth of Northern Ireland. Now, all four books in Part 1 of the Celtic Cross series, Scotland's Story, are available. When will Ireland's Story be available? My publishers of Verity Press have a great team, editor, artist, and formatter working on it, uh, after my own rewriting, of course. So we are very hopeful that we will have the series completed early next year. And in the meantime, as you say, the four books in Part 1 are available right now. So in your opinion, who should buy this book? Anyone who wants to understand how we got where we are today, or readers wanting an armchair getaway, since international travel is so difficult at this time. Do you have a website? Oh, absolutely, Don. com. And I would love to have all of my listeners today visit me there. It is very complete and very interactive. You can subscribe to my newsletter and receive a free book from Victorian True Crime series. You can read and follow my blog, comment and share if you like. You can see all of my books, photos from my research trips, even visit my garden. And then if you would like, just Hit the blue email button at the bottom of the homepage to send me a note. And again, that's DonnaFletcherCrow.com. Please come visit. Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Donna Fletcher Crow, and she is the author of The Vanquishers of Tyranny of Patriots and Priests. Donna, thanks very much for being with us today. It's a delightful visit with you. Thank you so much, Don. This is Don McCauley wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they, too, have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Selected interviews can also be found on major platforms like Amazon Fire TV, the Roku Channel, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, and many more. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, the Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.